everyone, I'm Ari Medlin here with Rachel Coley and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 29 and today we are asking the question, does blocking help with productivity? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show and if you enjoy our episode, please give it a like. Now, what are we talking about when we say blocking? There are two types of blocking that I'm aware of and that is time blocking and task blocking. Time blocking is where you set aside a specific block of time to focus on a single task. It's one of those efficiency suggestions to keep you focused. Usually you allocate about 90 minutes, uh, between half an hour and 90 minutes, I think is where most people suggest. And then when the time runs out, it's recommended that you usually take a break, even if it's just a few minutes, and then you move on to another task. It's very similar to when you're at school and you have specific periods for specific subjects and then after that after that is finished you move on to the next one and that way you're not sort of like straining your brain to to do too much on one topic because they say concentration doesn't last a long period of time it does sort of fade throughout the time. The other way is task blocking and that's where you allocate a specific task to a day and work on it. So for example, we actually record our podcasts on Tuesdays. So what we could do is we could task block and put all of the podcast related work on a Tuesday. We could record, we could edit, we could sort our social media, we could do discuss all the admin, things like that. So that is what, at least what we're talking about when we talk about blocking. When you say most people recommend 90 minutes, who's, who's most people? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I think, I think it's the, uh, whenever I've read any, like, of the, you know, sort of self-help books that talk about efficiency and productivity, whenever I've read anything about time blocking, most of them seem to come around this, like, 90 minutes. They say that anything more than that is usually a bit too intense. But if you want to do what's called deep work, where you sort of really like you get rid of all your distractions and you focus intently. I think 90 minutes is, is what is recommended. I might be totally wrong. I could be like pulling figures out of my head, which I often do, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm sure I've read that in several books. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. I'm just saying, cause I've never heard 90 minutes. Whenever I do time blocking, I always do it for an hour. I've never heard going over an hour. And um, I think that came from, my writing because usually if I sit down I can bang out a couple of thousand words in one hour so whenever I try to do anything I just set a timer for 60 minutes or I just keep an eye on the clock and that's just how it works for me but I'll have to try 90 minutes maybe I'll get more done who knows I think what I've read is something like it takes like 20 minutes to sort of get into a lot of the bigger deeper when you like really go deep it sort of takes you like 20 minutes to get into it and then you get into like a, uh, a deeper focus so I think by having that 90 minutes it's almost like the first like 30 minutes is just cranking yourself up I think that's why they suggest that oh yeah. okay that's interesting yeah that's interesting that you say that the first 20 to 30 minutes is somebody just you know you're just psyching yourself up to get the work done and you're really getting settled into that you know, you're getting into that mental mindset, I guess you could say, because 30 minutes for me personally, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but 30 minutes is really long time. If I sit down, I usually sit down uh, the night before, or especially on a Sunday night and I plan out the next day or the following week. And when I try to figure out everything that I need 
to do throughout the day. And I try to give myself times and I say, okay, I'll work on this from this time to that time and that from here to then. And I find out, I find that I totally run out of time. And before I know it, I'm, I have no breaks scheduled and it's like midnight the following day. And I'm like, I can't, there's just not enough hours in the day. So I think for me, whenever I do 60 minutes, it gives me, it allows me to do more during the day. Because if I did everything for that extra half hour, I would lose so much other time, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Probably not what you're supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of my problem. I try to squeeze in so many different things in a single day. And you know, some days I'm really productive and it works. And then there are other days where my brain just shuts off and is like, no, you idiot. You did this. You did all this yesterday. We we're just going to take a break today. Yeah. I think that's like, well, we have like the, the Pomodoro technique, isn't it? Where for those who don't know, is you set a timer for 25 minutes and you just work, you just like rush in and do whatever you can in that 25 minutes. And then the alarm goes off and then you, you have a break for five minutes and then you do it all again. And that's another way of keep, kind of keeping your concentration really tightly focused. Cause let's be honest, we're all bouncing around with our, with distractions and we don't have the focus we used to have. So it's an interesting concept because the 90 minutes is suggested. If you can get into deep work, then you've got the Pomodoro, which is like just 25 minutes just to get something done, get something down. Because I think that's the whole getting started, getting past the inertia is really difficult. So in the end, I don't think there's anything right or wrong, because as you said, it's whatever works for you. And I am completely 100% understand where you're coming from because I do that whole, I'm going to fill my day with tasks. And then I forgot that I need to, you know, eat and rest and go to the bathroom. I was like, no, there's no time for any of that. What gets me is I assume you're, you're the same, whereas you'll do a day and you'll tick off everything that was brilliant. And then the next day you'll manage two things and feel like crap. And then it just puts you in a crap mood for the rest of the week. Yeah. At the time of recording this episode, I was so, so productive last week. I had a fabulous week. And then yesterday I sat at my desk and I put on some music and I just farted around. I think I got like one or two things done and that was it. And even today, my only saving grace on Tuesdays is that we have a podcast meeting. So that way I can say, oh, I got something done for a few hours. I'm done. (laughs) And you mentioned earlier, we can have Tuesdays be a podcast day. We record, we meet together, and then once we're finished with our meeting, we can edit episodes, we can do those stupid closed captions on YouTube, and all that fun stuff. Some days, yes, I do that, and then other days, I'm like, oh, I, I just worked for four hours, I'm done. <laughs> I was just thinking when you said that, yeah, we do that, I'm like, I, I don't do that. I should do that, but I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered listening to us again just to edit. Ugh. I'll yeah. wait till like the last minute and then be like, oh, I've got to edit. That's yeah. what I'll do. Me too. But as you said earlier, with the 25 minutes, it's funny, I'm going back, to, I'm still stuck on this 90 minute thing. When you say the 25 minutes, it's interesting because I think the shorter amount of time you give yourself, the more productive you are. At least I found that with myself. Like sometimes when I'm really stuck on my writing, instead of setting a timer for an hour, I'll set a timer for just 10 minutes. And then I'm amazed at how many words I actually wrote in just 10 minutes when there are some days that I wrote less than that in a single hour. 
So yeah, I'm still stuck on this 90 minute thing because that's like, to me, that's such a huge chunk of time that if I actually gave myself that amount of time, I would probably be goofing off for half of it. And then... <laughs> Were you one of these people that waited until like the deadline of, a, of like a, a school assignment before you did it, like the night before, and then like just charged through? Were you one of those? Nope, I wasn't. <laughs> the moment I got the assignment, I got it done. I would try to do my homework in the middle of class just so that I wouldn't have to worry about it later because I wanted to go home and write. <laughs> I saved myself time in that sense. That was a good way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, my favorite part of college was when the professors would give you the syllabus and the homework for the entire semester. I would just get everything done within the first week and then I would have nothing to do for the entire semester. <laughs> my college didn't do that. <laughs> yep. it, it depended on the professor. Oh, wow. I was hated it when professors didn't tell you what the whole semester would entail because then I'd ha actually have to learn with the class. Wow. I just, I just don't like working that way. I like teaching myself and going at my own pace so that way I can just get it done and then do the stuff that I actually want to do. I think with ours, it always felt like our professors had no frigging clue where the syllabus was going, what they were doing. It was kind of like, it felt very ad-libbed throughout most of the time. So that's probably why they never did anything like that. But hmm. Yeah, like I said, it depends on the professor. But I do like what you said about like setting an alarm for 10 minutes, because again, everyone's different. And I know other people like yourself who do that, who, who almost need that urgency that kind of kickstarts everything and makes it work really really fast it's like wow suddenly you know you've got that you know there's a ticking deadline it's like how many can I do how many words can I do how many words can I do and I can totally get that that would probably just create a lot of anxiety for me and I would just like freak out for like nine minutes and then write three words and then the alarm would go off and then I'd hate myself for the rest of the day <laughs> but I understand how other people can use it well that's the thing it depends I mean I, I think you said it earlier you have to do whatever works for you and it's going to take a little while for you to find that routine or schedule or whatever you want to call it. Because for me, like, I have done time blocking and I have done task blocking. I have tried to dedicate a day to a single thing, such as my content writing. And then the next day I work on podcast stuff and so on and so forth. But then also I have given myself a bunch of tasks to do in a single day. And I set a timeline for myself. and hope I can get everything done I need to within an hour or whatever. But sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It all depends on the week and what's going on. Am I the only one who gets angry when you look at your calendar and you realize you have an appointment and you're like, this is going to screw up my whole routine? <laughs> Actually, I, what I find is it's not in my calendar. It'll suddenly bleep on my phone and I'll be like, oh, well, I, I have something like in 20 minutes and it's going to mess up my entire day because I keep forgetting to put it in the calendar on my desk that I use more than my phone. <laughs> but at least I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I'll plan out my entire day and then I'll, I'll realize, oh, I have to go to this one place for five minutes and it's just gonna mess me all up and then I'm gonna get home and I'm not gonna wanna work on anything anymore. I have to say, I, I used to do task blocking where I allocated a different day of the week to different tasks so I had business to do on Monday, podcasting to do on Tuesday, writing on Wednesday. I have no idea what else I did for the rest of the week, but I did. I had each day was very specific to that task. And I felt like it was working for ages, but it wasn't. 
and I just didn't realize just how much it wasn't working especially because I found I could get seriously derailed if something as simple as an interruption happened or a computer malfunction which currently my computer just keeps shutting its internet off and refusing to come back on unless I log uh, unless I shut down and reboot about four or five times a day it's getting on my nerves it happen when we're in the middle of recording <laughs> yeah I probably just jinxed us I apologize <laughs> If this podcast carries on without me, it's because Rachel jinxed it and she's having to do the rest of it herself. (laughs) I'll keep everybody entertained, don't worry. (laughs) But yeah, so what I'd do is I'd end up working on a topic on one day and then I'd get interrupted and a family call me or an appointment would, as we've talked about, would crop up that we didn't remember or the computer would die or some other annoyance would get in the way and it would totally derail the day and then because that was an allocation for say Monday I wouldn't be able to finish because well Tuesday is something else so then I didn't get to do anything on that until the next Monday and anything I didn't finish the first Monday has suddenly been added to the second Monday and that Monday is now even busier and I realized that wasn't working so then I had tried time blocking and I found I really really hate boxing myself in with time from you know one o'clock till two o'clock I'm doing this from two to three I'm doing this from three to four and then suddenly from one to four you got caught up in something do you move everything do you just ignore the first bits so I trashed all of that because it just wasn't working for me what you said earlier when you said that if you can't get all of your Monday tasks done you push it back until the next Monday that's a smarter way of doing it what I was doing was if I didn't get everything done on Monday I would move those tasks to the following day and just add them on to my Tuesday tasks. And then I would do, I would finish my Monday tasks on Tuesday and then that would leave me a little time to do my Tuesday tasks. So then I would push it to Wednesday and so on and so forth. And then before I knew it, the tasks I was supposed to do on Tuesday now became Wednesday's tasks and then Wednesday's tasks became Thursday's tasks and everything just got so messed up and it was awful. So in that sense, task blocking didn't necessarily work out for me. And as I said, like for me, it depends on the week because now that school is back in session, I babysit in the afternoons. So I lose a chunk of time in the afternoon. And when I get home, I have to eat dinner and I have to shower and do all that fun stuff. So some nights I'm able to get back on the computer and continue my work. And other nights, I just plop myself down on the couch and I crash. During my my mornings and my early afternoons is really my peak time that I'm able to get work done. And there are some days that I kind of overbook myself thinking that I'll be able to get everything done by like one or two o'clock in the afternoon before I go, I have to get the kids from school. And then there are other days where a simple task will take me much longer. Like that's the other thing. When you look at a single task and you're like, oh, I could easily get this done in an hour. And then there's more to it than you originally think. And then you end up spending like two, maybe three hours on it. And obviously you're doing the best you can. And that's another thing that gets to me is that if I only get one task done, even if it's tedious and I end up just getting that single thing done during the day, I feel like I didn't get enough done. What you said about how, you know, you can assume you're going to take this length of time and then it ends up spiraling. That's actually, I think there's been a study about that where we we always, always underestimate how long things are going to take. 
And apparently that is, that's just a, a, a human thing. I think that's one of the issues I've always had with the time blocking, because, you know, you can either say, oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to over stretch and think it's going to take an hour and actually it only takes 15 minutes. And then what do you do? Do you slot in other things? Do you move all your time around? It's just, it just ends up being really messy. Right. I think for me, what I found was I've been using these two systems and trying them for a while and it just wasn't working. And I think one of the things I realized was my brain doesn't work like that. And I actually had to step back and figure out what the way my brain worked and then work with that. And there's a few ways people have talked about for like productivity and everything where, you know, you eat the frog, which is you take the worst, the most difficult, the, the longest task and you do that first. I hate that. I, I am not that sort of person. Or there's, you know, as we've said, you know, you, you sort of block your time, you block your tasks, you set timers and you use timers to sort of like focus your work. And what I found was I was forever giving priority to other things that shouldn't really have always had priority. And things like my writing was pushed back because for me, when I write, I do need a lot of time and I need to really like sort of sink into the world get back in with all the characters and then figure out my plot and then start writing. I'm not one of these where I just put the computer on and straight into it. I always have to think about what was I writing before that? Where am I now? And sort of just take a little bit of time to get in. So I need a big chunk of time. And I wasn't giving myself any time. I was doing all this other stuff. And then at the end it was like, oh, I've got like 20 minutes. So I just didn't write. And it was being pushed further and further back. And I started getting really annoyed about that. So what I did was I decided, I have decided, I should say, is that Friday is writing day. The whole day is for writing. Now, what that means is I have only got four days because I'm trying not to work weekends. That four days, I've got to get everything else done. And what I found was because I can't box myself in with time and because I also have like really crap focus and I can't spend 90 minutes on a task that's not as enjoyable as writing. That, that doesn't work either. So what I did was I, instead of blocking my time or even blocking my tasks, I just blocked my week and said, right, from Monday to Thursday, these are the things I want to get done. And that can be, that could be, I want to do an hour of business paperwork. I want to do an hour of sorting out social media. I want to make a new product. I want to do editing for the podcast. I want to record one podcast. So I have them all like tagged out. So I've got like a, a nice long list. So between Monday and Thursday, I have a list of things I have to get done. And I'm not saying what day I have to do them. I'm not saying what time I have to do them. I'm not tying myself to a time like, oh, I've got 20 minutes to do X, Y, Z. I'm not doing any of that. I literally have a little chart and as long as every time I do some of those tasks, I just tick it off. And then as each day goes by, by the time I get to Wednesday, I can look and think, oh, still got a lot to do. I'm going to have to like really focus and get these done. Or if say I'm thinking, well, Wednesday's the day I've got an appointment. Right, well, I'm going to move off them. I'll just do them on Thursday and I'll just do one task on Wednesday. And actually I started that about a couple of weeks ago and it has worked really well. And I think that's because I'm working with my brain. And that sounds like a stupid thing to say because obviously I'm working with my brain. It's in charge. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I figured out my focus is too scattered for doing 90 minutes. I really, really just resent any sort of time frame or deadline or like blocking me in. So that's why the time's gone and alarms. I don't use alarms anymore. Oh, sorry. I do use alarms. And that's to say, don't forget to get up and get a cup of tea. <laughs> that's it. That's my alarm. But other than that, but other than that, I don't, I don't sort of 
tie myself in. And I think the whole swinging around to the whole point of this podcast, which was a bit of a random one, was it was technically about productivity because time blocking and task blocking have become quite popular. You know, everyone's always talking about, hey, the best productivity method, what works and everything. And in the end, it really is whatever the heck works for you specifically. I mean, we've proven that we're so different in how we do things and we've tried different methods. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And you really just have to keep shifting until you find something that works really, really well. That was well said. And the only thing I can really comment on, because I, I totally agree with all that, but I have to say it cracks me up that you need alarms to remind yourself to get a cup of tea. Whereas I sit down at my computer and I say, just finish this email and then you can go get another cup of coffee. <laughs> And sometimes I don't listen to myself. I'll be in the middle of a sentence and I'm like, oh no, my coffee's gone. I need to go get more. Oh, you see, I couldn't do that. I couldn't stop in the middle. So what I'll do is like, I'll reply to this email. And then as I've replied, another one will come in. And I go, well, I'll just reply to that too, because I don't like this kind of things are still waiting for me. So without the alarm, I would just sit at the desk going, yeah, in a minute, in a minute. And then like four hours will go by and I'll be like, I missed something, something wrong. Caffeine, that sort of feeling. Oh, coffee comes first for me, especially in the winter because it's, it's warm. Yeah. Like I can't. And when you're sitting at the computer typing for so long, your fingers just freeze. I have in the past worn like fingerless gloves to keep my hands warm while I'm typing. I got those gloves that you, you suggested. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Little side note. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about the, let me try to remember this, the Jura. I might be totally mispronouncing this, the Dura compression gloves that are good for um, if you do a lot of typing or writing or drawing or anything, because you can sometimes feel like a bit of strain in your in your joints and everything, or maybe it's just me because I'm getting old, or if you have like arthritis or any sort of repetitive strain in like the wrist and uh, in the fingers or anything, they really do help. They kind of just compress the skin and compress it a little bit. And they're just brilliant. They are so good. Well, I found them really good. It's and, so uh, comfortable. Yeah, you don't expect them to be, but they, they really do. So yeah, there's a, we're not sponsored by them, but you know, if they, if they want to sponsor us, we, we'd love it. But yeah, they are really good. We'll, we'll add a link to the description. <laughs> yeah, we will. I, you, should, you should buy them. I mean, the, it's a thin material. So in terms of keeping your hands warmer, it helps a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're, they're nice. They're, they're comfortable. Yeah, because my wrists always hurt like a couple of days before Nano starts where I need to write every single day for 30 days straight. So I'm like, why are you hurting me now? You haven't hurt all year. And now two days before NaNoWriMo starts, you have to start aching. Like, this isn't fair. So I'm hoping if I wear them, that won't happen this year. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We're talking a lot about blocking time and tasks for your work. What we haven't talked about is blocking time for breaks. I think it's if you are like every couple of months you you give yourself a week off or you yeah. try to every three months I take a week off yes I have decided to adopt that copy you and I'm gonna start it in December because I just have too much going on right now so <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> saying the opposite of what I just told everybody else but you know block a week every once in a while to take a break and you know, or at least do the bare minimum of work. If there's something that you can take a week off from, then do it. And I understand like other stuff have deadlines and things like that. So it's kind of harder to take a week off from, from it. But 
your brain will thank you later. And you know what, in those, during that vacation, take that time to catch up with friends and family or even your favorite TV show. Read for fun. I don't think any of us really do that anymore. <laughs> I think it was, I don't know if this was originally said by somebody else, but I heard it from Peter Hollins and it has easily become one of my favorite quotes. It's don't get too busy making a living that you forget to make a life. That's a good quote. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's like my mantra. Mantra? That's my mantra now. You're totally right. Breaks are so important. I started doing my, my quarterly week off after I had a really bad bout of burnout and I ended up taking the whole of May off a couple of years ago. It was so bad. I just, everything just sort of ground to a halt. It was just like, no, I, I can't just do anymore. Just, there's no doing. Everything's just stopped. And I took it off, I stopped blogging, I stopped being on social media, I stopped writing, I, I just stopped everything. And I just took a week, no, I'm sorry, excuse me, I took a month and just did, I did nothing online, I wasn't checking my phone as much, I was, you know, spending time just watching stuff on TV, going to the cinema, going out to the parks, this was obviously, you know, pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did, and I felt so much better. And then when I implemented the one week off every three months I have found I don't burn out anymore it just and, and I usually find that after that three months I'm usually kind of getting that manic stage and then that week off just resets me and I can start again and that is something I do block I actually put it in my diary as soon as I, a new year starts I get my diary and I block out and then I even put a note a week before saying you know week off coming up and that way I'm prepared so that that week before my holiday, I'm like, right, what do I need to do to tie up loose ends to make sure I'm ready? So that, you know, like the Twitter game still carries on. So like, obviously now it'll be the podcast that we're already caught up so that the podcast can keep going and anything like that. So um, it's not just like, bang, there's a holiday. Oh my gosh, I haven't got anything sorted and I'm leaving people in the lurch. I don't like doing that. I like to organise it. But it really is important because I don't know about you, but I found with people I've spoken to is we're always doing something. We're always rushing everything. You know, there's always so much to do. And the problem is a lot of it, it never ends. It's like, if you do social media, if you do any type of marketing or connecting, it never ends. It just, it's always there, a constant motion. You know, it's like, there is no like end. There's no like, well, once I get to this, it's over. I've finished. It's like, nope, there is no ending. It just keeps going. So by saying, right, I am definitely just taking a week off, no matter what, I'm taking a week, that is so important, and I think you, I think you'll really enjoy it. You'll. The, I'll be honest. The first few weeks I did it, I obsessed. Checked my phone. I checked my notifications. It's like oh, I'll just check extra emails. I'll just see if anyone's commented. And it was obsessive, and I had to really like put my phone in the bottom of the drawer, you know, in another room, and just like, no, don't touch it. Don't touch the laptop. <laughs> you know, unplug the router. Got anything to stop me from just checking. See, I'll, I'll turn off my notifications on my phone so that I can at least like, you know, play my games and stuff. Cause that's, that's the thing you, you gotta, you have to plan for the breaks, obviously, because as you said, you can't just take a vacation and then not have anything prepped, so to speak in your absence, because it's true in our line of work, we have to be online like all the time. There's no break and like people don't really understand that just because you have the internet in your pocket on your phone it, it's not healthy to be on it all the time but with that said that's I'm kind of gonna end up going back to the working part again 
plan out your weeks, whether it's a vacation or not, plan out your weeks. What I try to do is every Sunday night before I go to bed, I sit down and I make a to-do list. Sometimes I'll write a to-do list of what I want to do on Monday. Other times I plan out the week and sometimes I'll, I'll divvy up the tasks by day and other times I'll just write one big list that I want to get done for the week. And it really helps because then you don't wake up Monday morning saying, oh, what do I have to do? I have to do this. I have to do that. And I have to do that. What should I get done today? How long is this going to take me? You have a clear idea, or at least, you know, you're halfway there. You can say, okay, this is what I need to get done. What can I work on first or what needs prioritizing first? And then just go from there. Yeah, I agree um, with that. It's like with, with the list I made, I, I didn't sort of like think about what is everything I want. I literally thought, well, what is the bare minimum I want to get done every week? I need to do something with the business. I need to do something with the podcast. I need to do something with social media. So I kind of had like categories. And then I thought, right, well, if I only get one hour of business paperwork done, if I only record one episode, if I only manage to create three social media graphics, that's a, I'm classing that as a win because otherwise I would do what we talked about where I just like fill the entire time and then feel depressed when I didn't actually hit half of the stuff. So I put down like my bare minimum of each of those co topics and say, right, well, I've got those to do between Monday and Thursday. If I get them done, then I've got like a whole massive list of <laughs> random to-do stuff that I will just sort of wodge into my diary. and like, right, well, I'll, I'll do some shredding and I'll go through my filing cabinet, go through my wardrobe and I'll do all that. But I always made sure to have just like, what if I only got X number of things done this week that will move me forward in whether the podcast or the writing or a business or whatever, what will I be happy with? And I sort of made it, I tried to make it small. I didn't want it like, well, I've got 15 things I have to get done every week because you just don't want that. And then as you said, you've got your to-do list and then you can sort of like, once I've done them, I know, right, that's my week. Anything else is a bonus. And I have that on a list that I can, that's how I do it. Well, that's the other thing too. You can limit yourself just to two or three tasks a day because some tasks are going to take you 10 minutes and are going to take you a couple of hours. So at least if you get just two tasks done, you can say, hey, I accomplished what I wanted to today. And if you get those tasks done and you still have a few hours left in your day and you can get one or two more things done, you can be proud of yourself that you got a little bit ahead. That's actually a good point. And I love the idea of just like two, you know, two or three tasks and one or two tasks a day, because not all tasks are equal. As you said, some will take a long time, some won't. Some take a lot of thought power. You know, it might be a quick task, but you really have to focus and you really have to be in the moment. And then other tasks, you can be listening to music, you can be watching the telly while you do it, even if it takes an hour. So they aren't all the same. And I think that's another issue with the time blocking and the task blocking. It's not just a case of thinking, right, I've got this much time, I'm going to chop it up, you know, block it for certain tasks. You've got to think about, well, what sort of tasks are there? How much energy do I need? How much focus do I need? You know, how much decision making do I need? Because, you know, there's a whole decision fatigue, which we'll go through in another episode because I cannot be bothered talking about it now. All that makes a difference about whether or not you actually succeed in ticking things off your to-do list and getting stuff done. And I think that's the problem. We talk, you know, people talk about these productivity ideas and how to get stuff done. But it's all this idea of oh, everything's the same. It's like, it really isn't. You know, if you're doing your taxes, you're going to need to make sure you're focused. If you're making graphics for social media, you don't have to be that focused. Doing two or three a day is great because you can have like a really big meaty task that's going to take a lot of like 
thought power. And then you can have a couple of medium or small tasks that move you forward, but you don't have to put as much attention into. And then if you get those three done, then you can add in more. But if you're going, I'm going to put 10 meaty tasks in for my day, but you don't realize that they're meaty tasks and that they're going to take a lot of brain power. And then you wonder why you're like absolutely like brain dead by the end of the day. It's like, that's why. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is you need to take a look at the type of work that you're in and that you're doing. And then you need to look at your own schedule, like friends, family appointments, all that fun stuff. And then you yourself and what you can handle and what you can't handle. So the bottom line, whether you block by task or by time or by day or week or however you do it, it's going to take some trial and error, but you need to, you have to play around with it and figure out what works best for you. Exactly. Well said. Well said. I feel like we went right round the houses with this episode. We started on one topic and then we kind of like mishmashed into other topics. So to be fair, it was still under the umbrella of productivity. So I'm calling it a win. (laughs) And with that said, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Do let us know if you've ever tried time or task blocking and how it went. And if you use it, if you don't use it, Put it in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Writer Podcast. If you want to get some extra content, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Merry Writer Podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get extra bonus content, including mini episodes that often end up longer than the normal episode. Tune in next week for another episode of The Merry Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Reams of Paper, We're Killing Trees. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.